Everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. And don't call it a comeback, Phil. <laughs> is, is this even working? Now, this this thing has been in mothballs for how long? When was the last one of these? Oh, I bet it's been well over 12 months, right? It's got to be. 18? Good thing we kept the beer fresh. Right. <laughs> Before we get into it, yes, welcome back. Phil, good to see you again. First down guy. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have a beer from EBC called Stocks and Berries. Okay. It is a sour. So while you open that and pour some, uh, we went to, I went to, well, what was uh, what was your favorite beer at the 30 Hop? Uh, <laughs> the red one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it was a sour, right? Yep. Um, I was the word bash or smash tropical something explosion tropical yeah well let's let's try these I'll find the I'll find the name of what we were what we were drinking because it uh, it was pretty it was pretty good sour I liked it it was good from it was they were from most of the beer we drank at there was called from Big Grove Big Grove Brewery. And that's in Iowa City. It's in Iowa City. I went. I went out to the Big Grove Brewery later on that night while you were in the hotel drinking Bush Lights. Wow! But I did take a siesta in between after the game. So, and we'll get to the Iowa game, but we do need to address the the podcast is back. This is about as exciting as when McDonald's brings back the McRib every fall. <laughs> I'm sure. Gonna, I'm sure people are waiting gonna, on pins and needles. It's going to make everybody run. That's right. <laughs> exactly. This is a pretty good beer here. What is this? What are we drinking again? This is stocks and berries from EBC Brewing and Brookings. Yeah, that's a that is a good good beer. Uh, double blackberry sour. I think we wanted to try that one. Didn't get it. I tried the summer jam. That's what we were That's drinking. What, there you go. We were drinking summer jam, and then I tried a tropical jam at the brewery. Um, also pretty good. Didn't really notice much of a difference between the summer jam and the tropical jam, but the one that they couldn't get to us was the double blackberry sour because they only served it downstairs. That's a shame. Right. But, you know, they had to break up a fight upstairs, and so... Speaking of beer tasting, did you happen to see the uh, viral video of the Yankee fan turning his hot dog into a, uh, oh, a straw? I did. Oh, why would you, one, why would you ever two, do that? And two, just gross. <laughs> it's, he needed a meat straw. Nobody ever needs a meat straw. That is, oofta. No, gross. No, don't, don't ever do that. Anybody, anybody, if you ever needed. Uh, some sort of receptacle or some sort of uh, transporter. Don't use a hot dog as a straw. I think the best analysis is that the only rational conclusion is that he wanted to enjoy his beer after passing it through his tube meat. <laughs> and I have no comment on that. <laughs> so football's back. Made the trip down to Iowa. Yeah. Uh, defensive struggle, to say the least. What? What are, what are your thoughts coming away from that? We, there's a lot to think about there. Granatsky's back. We didn't see a lot of offense. However, we have several new coaches. Right. First game of the year. Your your thoughts. My thoughts. Before I even walked to the stadium, I said to a buddy of mine who was down there, big Hawkeye fam, I said I I could see truly see this game end up, end up being 9-8 to eight 
with us winning, which is how we're going to win, because field position is going to be tough for us if we get a couple turnovers and can kick some field goals and maybe get one at the end to win it. I said, I don't think Iowa's offense is that good. I could see him kicking two field goals and get a safety. It wasn't that far off. Let me give you, uh, I rewatched the game, and everybody could tell that we had bad field position all game, right? Our average starting field position, I think, was for, at the 14.2-yard line. No matter what Zach Lujan had dialed up, when you start at the 14.2, it takes a lot of your playbook away. The first series started at the 12, then had what, two, three false start penalties? Correct. So, I mean, when, when we're thinking false starts, is that nerves or is that a coaching thing? One thing, you know, when you think coaching, we didn't see a delay a game, I don't believe. There was one false start. That second false start, I think, what the clock was running down and we false started on that instead of getting a delay a game. Um, so, no, I, you know, everybody might say it's coaching, but really... I had, I had heard up in Brookings that they, they were pumping music and that they could hear it a mile away. So it wasn't, it wasn't for lack of coaching. It's more of we're, we're playing a Big Ten team and you're starting at the 12-yard line. Back to starting field position. Our first drive started at the 12. We had the third drive started at the 6. The fifth drive started at the 2. The 10th drive started at the 1. The 7, the 4, and the 8. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six drives. Six of your drives of your 15 drives start inside the 10. I mean, if you start that many drives inside the 20, you're going to have a rough day. Against the top five defense in the nation, I think, this will be the best defense SDSU plays all year, bar none. Um, it, and some people might say that our punt return guys didn't come up and run up on the ball. Uh, I have... Very good inside source that said their kind of goal was to have their punter punt and see if our return guy would make a mistake. They didn't make any mistakes because they run up on some of those. Some of those were weird knuckleballs yep. that, that just uh, who you come up and try and get it and then suddenly you fumble and you give eye the ball at the, at, at the seven yard line. That doesn't do us any good either. There was... It might have been the second or third drive where we got down. I think it was fourth and three, maybe fourth and four on Iowa's side of the field. And Sam, my son, said to me, I think we should go for it here. We're not going to get down this close. And we ended up punting. Looking back, maybe he was right. You you have a def decent drive. You're down at that end of the field. No matter what, if, they get, if Iowa gets one first down, you're still going to end up back at your end of the field whether you're at the 45-yard, give them the ball at the 45 or the 35, well, and right? certainly SDSU's defense played well, too, against, well, not a prolific offense. No, no, <laughs> Iowa does not have a great offense. But I thought it was a great start when bad punt, Iowa has the ball at what? The 30? Inside right, the 30, inside the 30. And then you hold them to, to a missed field to goal. To a missed field That's goal. Solid. Gave up zero That's points on solid, that, right? Solid work by the defense there. Um. I have a feeling that they had some plays that they wanted to run probably for Tucker Craft in their back pocket. And when he got hurt, that I mean, obviously, Tucker Craft getting hurt had a big impact, right? And the one time he got the ball, we ended up with seven yards. <sighs> Iowa might have one of the best middle linebackers in the nation, right? Um, I will say, right, our defense played phenomenal. Our offense did what they could against a really, really good defense. And we didn't give up a touchdown either to a 
you know, granted, that's probably the 100th, 100th best offense in the nation with what they have. Okay, we still didn't give up any points to them. But it's still a Big Ten offense and a, and a team that was ranked second in the nation just a year ago. Right, right. And nobody can say that they did not get up, that Iowa did not get up for this football game. They, If you look at our roster, I bet there's 20 to 25 guys in our roster who probably have gone to an Iowa camp or at least had conversations with the Iowa Hawkeyes. They... They were not overlooked. They knew what they were playing up against, and I guarantee you they were telling their football team for the past three weeks, this Jackrabbit team is coming up here to win, and they are very good. We know a lot of their roster. You're going to have to play football. Well, and certainly overlooking a team shouldn't be as much of a thing anymore. I mean, Iowa does have a, a knock on their record after losing to the Bison. Right, And right. they see it happen repeatedly. I would think that your your Division One or excuse me, your your FBS teams shouldn't look too far past, <laughs> right. particularly a team coming out of the Missouri Valley or something like that. I mean, look at, look at Nebraska tied at 17-17 with the University of North Dakota late, late third right. quarter. Right, right. And they ran away with it, but still. Right. Seven, UND is not SDSU. Absolutely not. And I know everybody is getting frustrated with their offense, but again, a lot of the playbook gets taken out when you're starting inside your own 10-yard line or inside your own 20-yard line against that defense. It just That was a good defense. If we had guys open, Gronowski didn't have time. When Gronowski did have time, guys couldn't get open. At run game, we weren't going to run against the Hawkeyes. Their front seven is probably as good as there is in the nation. Um, I wish their number 44, who committed to us originally, um, was still playing football for <laughs> had come up to SDSU, but now he starts for the Hawkeyes. So talent wise, recruiting, we're, we're we're on top of it. Oh, I think well, certainly if you're going to measure frustration, I think the frustration in Iowa City is a bit a bit larger than than in Brookings, right? So <laughs> as bluebirds were out <laughs> in Iowa City. So as somebody who grew up in Iowa, cheering for the Hawkeyes, been to Kinnick Stadium probably seven or eight times in my life. Um, it was a little odd walking in there, not wearing the black and gold, because that's, I mean, that's thats how I grew up, right? But I am a blue and yellow guy now. Um, but as also as a Hawkeye fan, watching that game, I am not looking forward to this season. Like, we, we have a TV to tailgate to watch the Hawkeyes, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to watch a lot of offense when we watch the Hawkeyes, because they don't have a lot of offense, and their defense is good enough that... There's not going to be a whole lot of de- offense from the opposing team either. Well, I think the Hawkeyes, their next two games are should should provide them a little bit of time to. Uh, well, it'll be interesting. Get, they play the Cyclones. They always struggle with the Cyclones. Cyclones got a pretty decent quarterback well, from West Sioux. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, yep, you know, pretty, I, I overlooked that one. I thought there's a couple other cupcakes right. on their schedule. <laughs> right. No, no. The Iowa State's coming to town yep. next week. That's a that's a big game for the Hawkeyes. So they just. And I, they got beat up just as much as we did. I mean, if you talk about injuries, the one thing I did see is Tucker Craft did. It looked bad when he left the field, right? Because he b- barely put any weight on. But rewatching the game, they tried to tape up his ankle, and uh, it looked like he was maybe going to try and give it a go. But at the end of the day, they didn't. They put him in a boot. Probably get back to Sioux Falls. See see what happens. We're recording this on Sunday night. 
We'll see. I don't know. Well, it's Monday night, but love your attitude. Oh, it is Monday night, right? right. Don't forget to go, to work. Don't forget to, go to work tomorrow. It's a holiday. <laughs> it's my fault. Well, hopefully you're going to be ready to go Saturday. What are your thoughts for Saturday? Start out with the tailgating because that's what we do first, so we should start with right. that first. Picked up the trailer today. It's in the yard. Well, on the driveway. Didn't back into the yard. Well, now I had a lot to drink this weekend, but got over that. Um, yeah, got the got the trailer. Get it all loaded up. Uh, bringing the smoker up. I think Jason and I talked. He might make either a uh, elevator. Jason uh, might make a either pulled pork sandwich or a pork loin. And so that's kind of our hopefully more than one. Right, right. More than one small pork loin that we'll all share. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we're planning to leave, get there about the same time we usually do. We can start tailgating five hours in advance, so hopefully get there a little bit before one, head out and tailgate. Saw a number of emails out of uh, SDSU Athletics and talking about, you know, atmosphere up at the game and everything. I didn't see anything that, in my opinion, is groundbreaking, but it does look like there's a renewed effort to continue to improve game day atmosphere up in Brookings. Did you see anything that you noticed? I I didn't see anything that looked like big changes to me, but well, I thought there's, there's one huge thought. change in the stadium this year, Eric. Well, I understand that. Oh, maybe, maybe you had that later on the docket. <laughs> maybe you had that. As far as tailgating, no. It looks like they extended some of the tailgating for different spots out further north by the... Uh, um, north of the S-Jack and the whatever they call that north lot. Yep. We'll be set up by the library lot. All that looks the same. The one lot next to us is a pay lot. Ours is Jackrabbit Club. Um, Alumni Association will be right next to us. Hopefully they have more porta-potties than last year. Um, we'll see. But uh, I think their goal is to maybe get the students more involved with tailgating. We'll see. That's all on UPD and their, well, their like attitudes. You, like you alluded to, so... There will be the chance to buy a cold beverage in the stadium. Financially, it's it's no doubt that's a game changer right. for SDSU athletics and the, right. the university in general, along with changing game day atmosphere and hoping to get some of those students, you know, at the game sooner, or rather rather than or be downtown or stay at the game. Correct. And I think it's going to be great. I don't know if there's any. Buddy that thinks that it's not, but <laughs> well, I can think of one person that probably doesn't think it is. But but it reminds me of being at Iowa City, going down into the concourse. I was not going to give up the entire third quarter to try and get a beer, which makes me wonder how on earth did they get that snake of cups at the game in Ireland? <laughs> now, I understand. <laughs> how that did the, they do that? Right. I understand that the beer was free, but with those long lines and. <laughs> Just the sheer logistics of getting that much bought in a reasonable amount of time to create the snake. Good on them because I took one look at those lines at at uh, Kinnick and went, no, this is not worth it. Not worth it. The game is way more valuable to watch than uh, than a beer. I did. I did go down and get a beer because I uh, that's I went down because my kids wanted ice cream. And it was when Gronowski got hurt, and after seeing Tucker Kraft go off the field, not under his own power, and see Gronowski on the ground, I threw my hands up and said, "Well, that's the end of the season. I'm going to get, I'm going to get some ice cream." Uh, so Sydney and I went down. Luckily, the ice cream line was also the same line as some Bush Lights, so I was able to. Because <laughs> why, why would it be? be right? So I was able to get a couple of Bush Lights, got some ice cream, filled up some water bottles. And uh, headed back up and heard that he gave us two thumbs up. You know, I so here's what I think. 
inside the stadium. I have a feeling they probably will run it very similar to how they did it at the concerts. You know, have big Rubbermaid cattle tubs filled with water and ice and lots of bush lights and and see see what happens. Hopefully it's hopefully they can or quick with cash, maybe it's just oh, straight it's, cash. It's cashless. You have not read all of your emails. Oh no, you you can't. No, the, the cash is not a form of what to use Bitcoin. Do I need <laughs> to get some Ethereum? Possibly you'll be bartering, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have a poor coin sandwich. <laughs> right. No, if I if I read my information correct, it's it's all cashless. Oh well, that's going to slow it down, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think it's a good move. SDSU hopefully will make a lot of money. How many beers do you think they sell? If we have fifteen thousand people in the stadium, where are you gonna pick it at? If you have fifteen thousand people in the stadium, right? Thirty thousand beers. Oh, you think it'll be double? Okay, I figured one beer per person. So fifteen thousand beers. Yeah, but somebody's gonna have four to somebody's right. zero, right? Which gets me back to my two. <laughs> okay, two, two beers, thirty thousand. So thirty thousand. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a nice windfall of of cash for SDSU, and hopefully it keeps the students in the stadium. Talk to my nephew, student up at SDSU. I said, "Well, let's keep kids at the stadium." He said, "Yeah, if we can get a couple of beers at halftime, and instead of having to leave and go to a house party, absolutely we'll stay." Which is interesting because. I kind of wish it wasn't that way. The football game should keep you right. at the stadium. Or be smart enough to know how to sneak beers in. Or that. <laughs> so, a former playoff team, UC Davis, coming into town on Saturday. Right. What do we know about them? What are we expecting? I I, know. I mean, anybody outside the Missouri Valley I know absolutely is, nothing. is <laughs> not as good a team as teams in the Missouri Valley, but it is a playoff team from a year ago. Right. A playoff team we beat a year ago. Correct. Flew all the way out there, trying to trying to find the. Uh, what was the score against them last year? Do you remember? Oh, no. Okay, it was uh, too much to not enough on their end. Um, I don't know. I know that we were a much more physical team. That they they just weren't as good a, as us, right? Big Sky team against the Missouri Valley Conference team. We were pretty confident we were going to go out there and and beat them up, which we did. I assume the same thing will happen this year as they come out here and play. I think we got a little bit beat up on Saturday, but I think we'll be all right. We'll, we'll find out probably later this week. I don't know. I don't know enough on them. I, I haven't looked. We're going to win. That's right. Well, that's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> so what I want to know is if what the uh, – I know we should have looked it up, but again – First one, getting our feet up back underneath us. Oh yeah, this is on-air production meeting. Right. Um, what was what was the over/under um, total points scored for the SDSU Iowa game? I don't know, but it was probably more. I mean, the, the spread, <laughs> I would assume the they spread got up to twenty-one. <laughs> right. The spread right. was bigger than the total score. Right. Um, I I was in Iowa. Thought about putting a bet down at Grand Falls, but you could only do it I think the day before. Um, and <clears throat> this is in my infinite wisdom. Uh, when I originally downloaded the app from the casino, I downloaded it from out in Colorado. So now I have $50 sitting in the account that at some point I have to go to Colorado and then open up the app and get my money back because apparently I can't do it in Iowa either <laughs> or make bets or get it set up to bet in Iowa. So, <clears throat> so I, I, I'm just screwed. I think betting's not for you. Apparently, that was my my sign that I should not be doing any gambling 
at all. You did mention kids, so first day of school, everything going well. Now you're you're a high school football dad, right? Right. Yes. Yep. Uh, he's got one game under his belt. Played one game. Got knocked in the head. Concussion. So now we're under concussion protocol. Uh, I think he's. Yeah, we're going in three different directions in the mornings, Eric. Well, kids are going three different directions. We've got one in Lincoln, one in Edison, and one at Sonia Sotomayor. And it's going to be this way for the next, well, this year and next year. And then we'll have just two directions after that. Well, that that explains why the podcast doesn't work so well. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Why we can't get everything figured out. Hopefully the volume works. Well, looking forward to... This Saturday up in Brookings. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, there are other sports going on. Uh, Tuesday night. Volleyball. So if you're listening, yep, Tuesday night. That's going to be September 6th. Uh, SDSU Volleyball comes to the Pentagon, takes on Chicago State. Starts at? Should start at 7. 7? Yep. Um, old Gorman standout Reagan Riley is now setting for SDSU. There we go. And over the weekend, they went 1-1 one and one against Eastern Washington. Pretty sure if I remember the score. Box scores, right? She had 50 assists in one game and 45 in another, which is, that's a big weekend. I was going to say, don't know much about volleyball, but that seems like a lot. Yeah, it, it's her, her her highest number of assists in her college career. Right. $8 tickets. I did go online and look at that. I think uh, my hope was to take both the girls out. I think one has gymnastics, so I'm going to take the other one out, at least for a little while. There you go. Um, don't have a whole lot going on on Tuesday night. You're back to doing a little refing again, right? Yeah, I can be be under my own <laughs> right <laughs> own spotlight, if you will. Uh, yeah, so it's good. I mean, SDSU volleyball, after kind of shocking the world in last year's summer league tournament, is probably going to be just as good or better this year. So, looking forward to seeing them more as well. And soccer team got off to a good start, right? So things are looking good. Excited to get back on the campus. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it'll be fun to be back up in Brookings tailgating. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that volleyball that volleyball match on Tuesday night. You know, um, I did see on Twitter they were putting out there for people to come out and show up. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we're a, back in the swing of a, things, right? It's a big week of volleyball at the Pentagon. It is uh, Augie's playing out there. There's a high school match on Thursday night. It's they're just highlighting volleyball at the Pentagon this week, so that's good. It, that's a growing sport, and right, volleyball has become mm-hmm. a very, very big deal here in uh, here in Sioux Falls. So yeah, I'm hoping to get out there on Tuesday and get the Brookings. Everybody get the Brookings. Lots of tickets for sale. Problem is, here's the problem, Eric. I'm gonna vent a little bit, and I get it. I get it. Sioux Falls. It's President's Bowl weekend here in in Sioux Falls, and they play that on Saturday, and that's a big fundraiser. Um, what my, my struggle is is what happens if SDSU said we're going to play on a Friday night everybody, you can't play on a Friday night right because everybody will freak out because right. the because the football team right because that's reserved for high school high school plays on Friday well okay then high schools Saturdays Saturdays are reserved for college if you want to have the President's Bowl started at 4 o'clock then on Friday let the kids out early I get it's a big deal I, I just I don't know, a little frustrated. You can go off on another tangent. Football, there's an increasingly number of games just looking at that South Dakota Scores app, which is one, one fantastic little operation. Right, People right. in charge of that. Good good job. Good job. On good yep. on you. Um, the number of football games are played on Thursday night now because they don't have crews to work them all. That, just, that adds to having to spread it out over three days because 
there just isn't enough football crews to work everybody on right. Friday night. Which goes back to parents. Stop being buttheads. Keep your mouth shut. Let the refs do their jobs. For 99% of the time, they're doing a pretty darn good job. Just cheer for your team. Let the refs do their thing. Because for the most part, you've never refed. Most of... I'll just keep it to myself. Most of these refs are doing a very good job. We can, we can and they're working very hard. And there's 90% of parents who think they can do a better job. Well, like they told, told, have told some parents in the Pentagon, throw on a jersey and come out here then and ref. Because oh, sure. if you want to run your mouth, then you get out here and do it. So far, I've seen Major League Baseball umpires have been taking most of the heat over the last couple of weeks. Ooh, I've seen oh, some my. bad strike calls or non-strike calls. It is not going well <laughs> for them right now. But I'm not going to sit behind a 95 to 100 mile an hour fastball and I'm going to flinch. So oh, yeah. That's not happening. And, and miss it. Wow. No, I am really impressed with this beer. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a sour beer. It's not a bush light. Oh. But. Nope. So I'll get you out of here on this. You talked about going back up to campus. I've always right. just. Did you watch any of the hype videos of moving in? I did not. So there's, I'm going to call it a hype video because that's sure. kind of what it is. There's music in the background. Everybody's right. waving, smiling, blah, blah, blah. Of all the students or just the football team, basketball team, baseball? But, well, my point would be, so the football team, basketball team, wrestling team, they're there helping kids move Right, because they're on campus before. Where was this? <laughs> I wonder how many divorces got started trying to put together a loft in one of those dorms all, all when it's 95 degrees <laughs> and nothing's working right. The kids want mom and dad. To, I mean, we've sat there in that corner and right, watched, right, watched right. the frustration levels go to heights unknown. And now everybody's there to welcome you. Can I carry your stuff? Modular beds that go together. And it's just the uh, easiest thing in the world. Soft. Kids it really got, is. And they all have air conditioners. Absolutely. Kids have gotten soft these days. Yes. Um, <laughs> and now we got to get you a beer to stay in the stadium for Pete's sakes. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I guess I I only moved into a dorm once. Otherwise, I lived off campus in the three different institutions I attended, or the other two. Um, <laughs> institutions. The, the time you served. Right. Those, um, those tats are for there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Did a stretch at whip oh, one time. Yep. <laughs> Best place to start. Over. Um, yeah, I do remember, though, sitting at the White House, watching all those dads. Yep, the corner cool. by Hanson Hall. Right, glare at us. It's a parking lot now. Yep. All the stories have been buried. Um, all, those, all those dads walking past, glaring at us while we sat on the couch drinking beer, listening to music. Wishing we were at Bash in the Grass, which was taken away from us way too prematurely. But well, either way, it is. I, I'm sure everybody I'm, appreciates I'm those. I'm glad. I thought I would just see if you checked in on that. Well, hopefully we got some good news to share next week. Right. Hopefully there is a podcast. We, we intend to take hiatus. If we get two in a row, uh, I will say back to back to Iowa. Um, the Overall, like if we go back to the Friday night before, JFPA did an awesome job getting a bunch of people together. Tavern We're Blue or at Blue the Tavern Tav Blue, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a that was a great job by Ryan Knutson, Ryan McKnight. Um, that thing is really growing. 
Um, so that's good to see because it's great to have, I mean, all alumni to be involved, but especially those former football players to, to stay involved and get involved. Um, that's great. Uh, I thought the SDSU tailgate was good um, inside the village, the yeah. Hawkeye village. I did feel a little bit insulated from like the real tailgate of felt a little walking deadish. Like there was a lot there was there was a lot of people around us walking and we're in this fenced in area. Um, we were tailgating in coach. Everybody else was up in economy plus right. <laughs> first class. <laughs> or the other way around. I don't know. I mean we didn't have to wait in lines to get drinks. I mean it was good food. Um, yeah, I just felt I didn't get the big ten atmosphere. But we did get a few beers. We walked up and saw the uh, the B team podcast from the Splitting Hairs. Saw Thumper, Slow Show, that whole crew. Um, it was good to see them again. Uh, they came out full force tailgating. Um, but yeah, then we went to that other thing, and it was fun, <laughs> but a different kind of fun. Well, we didn't know, right? You don't know what you know. That's right. But it was still fun. Everybody did a good job, and uh, well, we kept it close. Oh, we did. They did. And we'll we'll look forward to being surprised with maybe a non-conference game next year. Because I'm pretty sure there's not one on the calendar right, right now. Right. We have our first game, I think, as of right now, starts like late September. Right. We so have... hopefully somebody's working on that. So hopefully there's a surprise coming. Otherwise, uh, Montana State at home, all right. That'll be fine. But <laughs> kind of need that trip to start out the year, right? Ooh, ooh, I, we got to go somewhere. <laughs> Jen needs to celebrate her birthday Outside of South Dakota. She has the past two years. She's one and one. We need to turn it into two and one. Well, I agree. We do have to go somewhere and we gotta go right now. So let's say go big. Go blue. Go Jacks. <laughs>